0: If I'm able to help people this much in just a few hours after my 9-to-5 job, imagine how many people I could impact if I had the opportunity to do it full-time.
1: Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work. And about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the Freedom Lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The Freedom Lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? It's episode 13, and today I'm chatting with Reese Evans, who is a master success and life coach, and also the founder of Yes Supply Collective. If you're living in the GTA, I'm almost certain you've seen her Instagram account. She's done a great job with it. It's very popular and filled with really great content. Reese's story to the Freedom Lifestyle actually starts with a blog, a blog and this deep, feeling that she was destined for more than what life was currently giving her. And how can I relate to that? One of the worst feelings ever has got to be knowing that you have so much more to offer and then you have that terrible feeling of unfulfilled potential. In this episode, Reese shares the actions that she took to turn her life around and start just going after what she knew she deserved. And now she's helping other women to do so. As a coach, she has a number of master-level coaching certificates, including NLP, which is some pretty trippy brain science stuff that I'll let her tell you herself. Before we get into that, though, I am thrilled to share with you that this episode is brought to you by my friends at Fiverr, the world's largest online marketplace for freelance services. All jobs begin at $5. The model is brilliant, and their team is coming to Toronto, which is super, super exciting. On June 5th, they'll be hosting a panel event on entrepreneurialism. Oh, got it right in the first try. Entrepreneurialism in Toronto, and many of my previous guests are going to be on it, which is so awesome. Rachel from Make Lemonade, Elle from Pinch Social, Vanessa from TLC, even me would love for you to come. I'll include the link in the show notes. Now, with no further ado, meet the lovely Reese Evans. Reese, it's so exciting to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I'm excited to be here. And this is actually take two. <clears throat> yeah. We've already done one episode of this, and I had sound issues, and this episode was too good to not redo, so thank you so much for saying yes to another yeah, half an hour well, or so with me. thank you
0: for coming to my home office so I didn't have to commute anywhere.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful. You have a great pad in Liberty Village. I'm getting to see kind of behind the scenes yep. of all the lives Spread that the I watch, yep. and yeah, you've got a pretty professional setup, so good <laughs> no, for you. Thank you. Yeah, You're the real deal. I
0: try. Got my crystals going. My <laughs> sage. Yep. Totally. Do what I can.
1: So, do you remember when we first met at that Soho girls' breakfast? It was great. It little, was great. Little
0: breakfast, some cool people there. Totally.
1: Yeah. I was looking back, and that was October 2015. So, that's. It's a while back. It's a while back. Yeah. And back then, Yes Supply for You was a side hustle. It was mm-hmm. a blog. It was a blog. And i kind of gotten to watch you grow it into an empire. So I'd love to learn a little bit about how that started and how it grew to what it is today and, and how you knew to kind of put more gas on something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Yes Supply really started as an idea and it started long before 2015, even though I didn't actually put pen to paper but I was working at a job that I just felt like I could not do anymore like there was days where I was essentially like in tears as I was getting ready for work it just felt so out of alignment with like who I wanted to be and the impact that I wanted to create and so after one like particularly tough day at work I recognized that, you know, I knew exactly what it was that I didn't want, but what was it that I did want? And so I grabbed a notebook and I just started brainstorming like, well, if I could do anything, What would I like to do? What would I want to do? How do I feel like I can make an impact? Like if I could make money in any way that I could, how would I do that? It was really cool because I came up with this original idea for Yes Supply and I didn't know that any online platforms like this existed, but I wanted to create a place that would inspire women to go after their dreams. I was surrounded like in my jobs and through friendships, I was surrounded by so many people who... I saw so much potential in and they wanted to be entrepreneurs or creatives or artists and the sentence would always finish off with, but I could never do that. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted my platform to be the thing that combated when people say, but I could never do that and show people that you can.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting that you said you knew what you didn't want, but Mm -hmm. you didn't know exactly what you want. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people can relate to that for you. What was it that you knew you didn't want?
0: I didn't want to work in a job that I hated. I was working in retail and so in order to make sales goals and make money, essentially we had to be of the idea that you need clothes or you need to look a certain way to be beautiful or be good enough. And that was not in line with who I was or who I wanted to be. And so I really felt this huge disconnect with how I was making money and how I was spending every day and who, who I wanted to be. Um, and that's a big reason why my company is called Yes Supply. It's because your yes is the thing that you wanna create. Most people know exactly what they don't want, but they have no idea what they do want. So it's really important to ask yourself the question, what would I ask for if I knew the answer was gonna be yes?
1: Another thing I try to tell myself is think about all the things that could go right versus all Mm -hmm. the things that could go wrong. And I think that even just something as simple as that is like changing that mindset Mm -hmm. can be a huge, at least for me, it's been helpful allowing me to go from like idea to launching it of just like focusing on the what ifs and the positive category. Absolutely. Do you do do that too? A
0: hundred percent. Well, the reason why we typically think so many negative thoughts is because As a community or as a society, we've evolved so fast, but our brains haven't evolved that fast. So hundreds and hundreds of years ago, in order for humans to survive, they had to be working from a fear mentality. You had to be careful not to leave your tribe because you might get attacked by a bear or a lion or something like that. You had to be like everyone else because if you didn't have your tribe, you would be ostracized and that meant death. But here in 2018, it's actually being different that's gonna make you stand out, that's gonna help you get that success. And so we have to understand that fear is just our body's response to try and keep us safe because it thinks that we're in a world where death is looming around every corner. Our brains don't actually understand the difference between fear of getting chased by a bear or fear of turning in a report late. It's the exact same cortisol spike. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It's the exact same spike in our hormones from those two completely different fears. So whenever we're experiencing fear, we just have to like kind of look at the situation and like remind ourselves that, okay, my body is just trying to keep me safe that's how our minds and our bodies have revolved but the fear the thinking about the worst case scenario that isn't based on truth that's just me decide me thinking about the worst case scenario so you can always choose to focus on the best case scenario instead
1: I love that. And I can hear a lot of your neuroscience information (laughs) coming out in there and your NLP stuff. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to hop into that. Mm -hmm. But first, I want to hear a little bit more about how you, I guess it was a side hustle at the beginning. You were working in retail or a different role that you didn't love. When did you quit? How long was it a side hustle before you went full-time with Yes Supply?
0: Mm -hmm. So I came up with the idea for Yes Supply and it really was just an idea. Like that same fear that you're talking about, I had that too. So once I came up with the idea, it would pop up in my head before I went to bed or when I woke up in the morning and I would think about, oh, that would be so cool if it was real. But I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And it's so funny because I was working in that retail job that I really didn't like and i wanted to do something different so this is where manifestation comes in i started to imagine well what is it that i do want to do and um, even though i didn't feel ready to start that business idea yet i knew that i needed to get out of that retail job so i started to imagine that i was working in a place that was kind of cool and kind of techie and had like young fun people and I was like doing something kind of creative and I started to visualize it all the time and then I would ask myself like well what skills would a person who worked in this kind of job have so you can get hired um then I ended up taking some classes at OCAD that taught me like digital media skills like and it's funny too because it was so beginner now in comparison to the stuff that I know now, but it was a great stepping stone. And then so with that, plus that focused intention, someone randomly reached out to me on the blue through LinkedIn and was like, Hey, we have this job available at the startup. And we're looking for people who work in retail, who have that kind of background. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like magic, like what
1: you're manifesting
0: exactly what I was manifesting. So the mindset is super important for it. So I ended up getting that job. I think I was Probably completely unqualified for it because I'd never worked in a nine to five before. But I think my energy and my passion going into the interview, they felt like I would be uh, moldable, I suppose. And so I started working there. And then when I was working there, I still had this little nudging from, you know, something outside of me saying, okay, don't forget about that idea. And now I actually felt like I had the time to do both. So I started blogging. What I did was I would blog on my own, I guess, perspective of overcoming negative mindset and believing in yourself and going after your dreams and then also I was interviewing people who had created their yes in life and getting them to share how they did it so and it's so funny because I remember when I first started I probably sent out like 30 emails To people being like can i interview you for my blog and maybe like three or four people got back and then as we built momentum then the tables turned and people started to email me being like can you interview me for your blog so it's funny how you have to build that positive momentum but yeah when i started blogging it was a little bit of a mix of my own inspiration and motivation and my beliefs on mindset and then also i was sharing the stories of people who had created their yes so people who were passionate about something and then were able to turn that into a business and through doing that i realized there's really no difference between someone who is Super successful and the regular average person for the most part. They weren't handed anything on a silver platter They didn't they weren't born out of the womb knowing how to create a business plan like they just figured it out as they went and they weren't afraid to make mistakes and I started to get a lot of emails from people saying wow this helped me so much. It's motivating me to quit my job It's motivating me to start my own blog. It's motivating me to go after my dreams And I was like wow like if I'm able to help people this much in just a few hours after my nine-to-five job Imagine how many people I could impact if I had the opportunity to do it full-time At that point I started to look into ways that I could potentially Monetize and so I came up with an idea for a social media calendar Which we are no longer selling anymore, but a lot of people are asking me how I grew my social media so I created a calendar that. Helped you figure out, you know, what the social media holidays were and how to organize that, and and how to post and make it fun and interesting. It was a really cool experience because. I started off selling it physical after i started selling a few i started to get these feelings of dread whenever someone would make an order because i would have to print it out and package it up and put it in an envelope and make a handmade note and it was very time consuming and very stressful when i was still working a nine-to-five job and doing interviews and creating content i also started to feel really guilty about how many trees i was killing i know it's kind of silly but i was like oh my God, This these envelopes are so bulky and like all this paper. And I was like, I wonder if there's a better way. So that inspired me. And this is such a good example of how like failure turns into learning opportunities because that inspired me to be like, hmm, I wonder if people would buy it if it was just digital. And then when I put it up digital, I started getting way more sales than I ever had when it was a physical calendar. Interesting. And yeah. And so I'd be sitting at my job at you know, at the startup that I was working at and I was looking at my email inbox and I was seeing PayPal notifications and Stripe notifications and I was like, this was pretty cool. Like, I don't have to be in front of my computer and money can still be pouring in. And it wasn't like I won the lottery, but it was nice. Like $20 here, $50 there, $100 there. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I think I'm onto something.
1: And you didn't have to um, run to Canada Post. I did <laughs> I know those fulfillment yeah. days for the business. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so that really opened up my eyes to the possibility of making money online and making money passively.
1: How did you have time for other things like self-care or your relationships? Like, did you? I
0: did, 100%. And I think it really has to do with scheduling and Seeing how valuable your time is because a lot of people feel like they don't have time for things. So but true. then when you actually look at how are you spending your day, you're like, oh well, I scrolled Instagram for an hour and I watched Netflix for an hour. So I don't I don't watch a lot of TV. And what I did, especially when I was first starting, was I was very disciplined and I looked at social media as like a broadcasting station. So instead of looking at what everyone else is doing or scrolling endlessly, I looked at it as a place for okay, I'm really passionate about the content that I share and I feel like it's really helping people so I need to make sure that when I'm on there it's to sort of broadcast and share and give value and give support but not spend all this time taking in information so For the people who feel like they don't have balance, it's really look at your time, how are you spending your time, and are the things that you're doing moving the needle? When you're a new business owner, there's two things that you don't have enough of, time and money, right? So every single thing that you're doing, it should help you contribute to having more time or making money, and if you're just starting out, like. I've worked with people in the past who, you know, before they start working with me, they're like, oh, I'm just trying to get to 10K followers on Instagram so I can start making money. And I was like, those two things are completely mutually exclusive. You don't have to have 10K followers to make money. You need to have a good product and customers to make money.
1: Can you educate us a little bit on what NLP is? Because I know there's two, like the more popular types of coaching, CB something. Uh, CBT, which is like Cognitive Behavioral Therapy.
0: okay, And then NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, it has a lot to do with the language that you use. Most people don't realize that their language that they're using and their thoughts that they have are actually creating their life. So it's really important to be really cognizant of the language that you use. If you're always saying, like, I'm terrible, I'm the worst, because we're so used to saying stuff like that, you're actually bullying yourself without realizing it. Or if you notice yourself saying, oh, this is really hard, like it's so hard because I can't do it, or it's a problem because of that. What you don't realize then on a the subconscious level, your brain is picking up on all the problems and all the reasons why something is hard instead of it being positive. So you want to make sure that you're being really cognizant about the words that you're using and saying things how you want them. This aligns to how I started guest Supply. Instead of saying, I don't want the job that I hate, I was instead saying, I do want this this business and this empire that I want to grow because your subconscious mind doesn't process negatives. So if I say to you right now, don't think of the green cactus, you have to actually think of the green cactus in order to know what not to think of. And most people talk like that. They say, I don't want the boss that's mean to me. I don't want to only make x amount of dollars a month what you have to do is actually shift your focus to what you do want so a big part of that is helping people shift their language on a subconscious level another big part of it is how you store information so depending on how your brain stores different types of information whether it's how confident you feel, how you feel in social situations, um, maybe certain food addictions or whatever, depending on how your brain stores that information, that's how you're going to react to it. For me, I used to be really, really addicted to coffee. I was having like three or four cups of coffee a day and it was causing me stomach pains, but I couldn't quit it. And so when I was in my NLP training, we did something called mapping across, which can help you take something that you like and essentially not like it anymore in a matter of minutes. So what we did was, my trainer was like, okay, bring up a picture of coffee. And so for me, the picture that I have of coffee was really bright and big. It was close to my face. Um, I had warm feelings associated with it. it was in color. It was moving, right? That was the picture that I had. And, and for you guys listening for every single thing in your life, you create a picture of it. So if you think of the last time you went to Starbucks, if you close your eyes and think of the picture, there's a specific picture that's coming up for you. And depending on you know how close it is to your face or how far away it is or how big or small or if it's moving or if it's in color if it's bright or dim that's how your brain stores it and that's how you react to that kind of information so anyway in my story the picture that i have of coffee was big and bright full of color close to my face and then where i store things that i don't like is really far away from me to the right really small dark and dim and all we did was we took that picture of coffee and we moved it far away to where I store things that I don't like. And just like that, I instantly didn't like coffee anymore. And it was so funny. Yeah. It was so funny because wow. I was in LA. And so the day before I had drank like all the Keurig containers in my hotel room. <laughs> and then the next day I didn't touch a single one. I like got ready for the day and like forgot about coffee. And then 10 minutes before I was about to leave, I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't have coffee. It's trippy. Yeah.
1: Hmm. It's
0: crazy. And so this is, this is actually what got me so passionate about NLP because In the first couple of days of the training i was like oh this is cool i can't wait to use my clients and then by day three when we got really deep into the techniques i actually kind of got a little bit pissed off because i was like why didn't we learn this in school like why did i go through my whole life thinking that i wasn't confident had low self-esteem feeling like i was really shy like feeling like i wasn't good enough when if someone had just shown me a quick nlp technique that could have completely shifted for me
1: so, I yes. want to be mindful of time. There is a story I still want to have, I want to make time for because it's pretty legendary. I was super proud of you when I saw this. And that's the story of you speaking at Girl Boss Rally. Mm-hmm. So, how, what was that feeling like? Was that a big moment for you? Yeah. I can just imagine. It was in the New York one, right?
0: Yeah, it was the New York Girl Boss Rally. It was the second Girl Boss Rally after. And this is actually such a huge, like, manifestation story, too, which is really. Just speaks to the power of our own minds that most people haven't even harnessed. And so, most people don't know this, but like a couple months before that Girl Boss rally, I was actually going to the website all the time. Like Girl Boss? The Girl Boss Rally website, and looking at that particular rally that was upcoming, and I was saying things like, what would it take for me to speak there? What would it take for me to be on that stage? And it's so funny because I thought that it would be like three years down the road I would do it. And then as it worked out, it happened in like two months. Oh my god. And so the experience was absolutely incredible. Um Like I can't even explain, but for me, I, I create so much content and I, and you know, the content helps people, but most of the time when I'm communicating with my clients or my customers, it's online, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have that same experience. So through going through that, it was just so great to first off, like meet Sophia Amoruso in person. Like she's super cool. Meet some of the people that I look up to, um, in person and, um, also just get that opportunity to be with like some of the women that I help or some of the women that have followed me in person and so many people are walking up to me like oh my god hey and, and it's because I'm so personable in my Instagram stories and my Facebook lives so people come up to me and they, they feel, feel comfortable. like we're old yeah friends. definitely and I'm like oh hey but like I don't know who you are yet but like I still love you I just don't recognize you <laughs> So it was, it was an awesome experience going to New York, staying in a really cool hotel. Um, yeah, I love New York too. And it always has such a great energy. So yeah. Amazing. And I
1: watched, I'm a digital rally ticket holder. So I watched your video. You did a great job. Their
0: last one just happened a few days ago. So I I wonder if the videos are up yet.
1: I want to wrap up with something new we're trying, which is a rapid-fire round. Okay. So there's no right or wrong answer. You just say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Drake or the weekend? Weekend. West Coast or East Coast?
0: West Coast.
1: Favorite morning ritual?
0: Visualizing.
1: Something that's still on your bucket list?
0: Mm, Going to the Maldives.
1: Someone you'd love to have lunch with?
0: Oh my goodness. Who would I like to have lunch with? Let's manifest it right now for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Big dogs or small dogs? Samoids. Samoids? It's a type of dog. Look it up that's the best thing ever are they big or small
0: they're like the size Medium. of a lab and they're essentially a dog version of a polar bear they're like big and fluffy and actually the cutest things ever and whenever my friends see one online or anywhere they tag me like <laughs> when when I have a sandwich you know I've made it that's also on your yeah. vision board yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay you know needs to be added
1: night owl or morning dove
0: mm, probably a night owl
1: what's your worst habit
0: I need to get better at being organized Organization for me is like I have to consciously think about it. I wish it was more natural. Natural. I yeah. hear that. What's your favorite
1: thing about yourself?
0: My passion.
1: Favorite podcast other than mine.
0: Mm, Girl boss. Same. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's it. Yay! This was so fun, and we still got some time left for you to make it to your next appointment. You're Yay. so busy. I'm so proud yeah, of you. Thursday.
0: So actually. Good tip for people, batch your time, batch your day. Thursdays is my call day. Okay. So I aim to do all my calls and meetings and stuff on Thursdays, and that way the rest of the week I can be creative and not be like, oh, I'm in the flow of this thing, but now I have to hop on a call, so...
1: You sound very organized.
0: I know, but it's it's conscious, <laughs> and I wish it was like I wish it was just who I was. But I'm working on it. Fair yeah, enough. We're getting there, and we're a lot better than we used to be a few years
1: ago. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I'm so proud of you. You're so thank lovely, you. and I'll include all the links where people can follow you.
0: Yay! Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It was super fun, and take two was a great. Totally,
1: it's yeah. gonna sound great. <laughs> 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 okay, bye.